Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of The Quiver, the official podcast of Apollo Zero. Apollo Zero is your home for everything Orlando Apollos. Whether it's news, stats, or interviews, we've got it all when it comes to your Alliance American football team, the Orlando Apollos. Visit us at ApolloZero.com today. I am your host, Adam Susi. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lindsay Miller. But before we get started, a quick bit of housekeeping. We know it's been a little bit of, uh, a, little bit of a break. We uh, wanted to make sure that we had a lot, of t- a lot to talk about when we had a, an, our next episode, and news was a little bit sparse during training camp. They're just kind of coming in here and there, and not enough for a full episode every every week. So we just wanted to acknowledge that, and we, we apologize. We 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 are going to be back for, with a regular schedule soon, very very soon. Now with the season coming up, we just wanted to make sure that we acknowledge that yes, we've we've been gone for a little while, but we are we are definitely back and we are stronger than ever. There are just a couple of items we're going to talk about on this podcast, the first of them being the scrimmage against the San Diego Fleet. Ultimately, the Apollos won, which is a very, very good thing, 31-28, but there were a few concerns about uh, the defense in, in the second half and some adjustments that were made. Uh, Lindsay, what do you think about the scrimmage overall before we get into the nitty-gritty? I am excited that in the end we won, so that's good. Um, yes, there are some things that obviously they need to work on. That was the first time that they played another team, like in a full game, I think. Yeah, it's the first time. They, they did a, uh, a during training camp there was a joint practice with the Arizona Hotshots. Oh, yes. But, but this was, was like a game. A, yeah, this was this was an actual game setting. They wore they wore full game uniforms. Uh, played on they played I think all the ga- the scrimmage games were played at the uh, Alamo Dome on a on the regulation field and all of that. So it was fe- it was even though there weren't there weren't fans as far as I know, uh, it was treated as a as a regulation. Basically, it was a preseason game. Oh, okay, that's very cool. So unfortunately, they weren't televised. That's a whole a whole separate issue. Um, I believe the plan originally was to televise them on the league app, but the league app is not ready, which is oh. something we can actually talk about a little bit in the, um, once we're done talking about the scrimmages and, the, and get into the roster and all of that as well. But first, let's go ahead and get into the actual scrimmage. Uh, a couple takeaways: we we wrote about this on the uh, the website. Garrett Gilbert is without a doubt your number one QB. Um, there, there hasn't been an official depth chart, but between his performance in the scrimmage and now that we know the official roster, he is your starter. He was, he was the starter coming into camp. Uh, everyone just assumed it because he was the first-round draft pick, but his play in camp and in the scrimmage, uh, I had a conversation with Tom Alexander, the team reporter, tonight, uh, tonight at the most recent uh, Apollos event. It's very clear that, that Gilbert is the number one QB, the offense clicks with him at the helm in a way that it just absolutely doesn't with the with the other QBs, and that makes it clear he's he's going to be our starter going into week one, and you know we'll see where it goes from there. But without without a doubt, he's the number one QB. What do you think, Lizzie? Um, I'm not really surprised by this. Um, you know he was the number one draft pick, like you said, um, and and from the beginning they've kind of made it clear that he was going to be the number one guy. Yeah, uh, even w- when he was drafted, uh, the way he was kind of paraded around town, they did a, did a whole little mini media tour yeah. 
with him that they didn't do that with anybody. No, they didn't do that with anybody else. He was on multiple radio shows um, all over the place. All kinds of media outlets. He was the focus of the the first like the launch segments uh, mm-hmm. that YouTube show that the Apollo yes. put together. So. He was. It was definitely clear, I think, from the beginning that he was going to be the QB one. And I think that it's good that he backed it up with this play because otherwise it, it would be a really awkward position. And it, from what it sounds like, uh, again talking to Tom. Some of the other teams don't have that luxury. You know, the presumptive number one QB is not necessarily backing it up with his play. And one of those teams just might be the team we're playing on on Saturday. Oh. So it's going to be really interesting to see who be, who comes out as that, that starting quarterback. And, you know, it, it's also going to make things really interesting to prepare for, for defensively as far as that's concerned. Um, what's unfortunate is we don't really have any stats from the game from a quarterback standpoint, but it is nice to know that even in, in a game situation, Gilbert played really well. Um, the one highlight we have, unfortunately, is not of him. Uh, we've got a, a highlight that we, we shared in the article. Um, Ish Hyman tweeted his game, uh, his game film re- replay uh, just on, on, on a play where Hyman just completely blows by his, rece- his uh, DB and blows by the uh, safety that comes up to cover him as well. And uh, it's actually Stephen Morris, ironically, that dro- just drops a dime. And if you want to see the video, it's on the article. Go, go ahead, make sure you check that out. As far as the rest of the game was concerned, we do have a few stats that came out of it thanks to uh, Tom's reporting. One of those was the fact that the defense generated seven sacks in the game, and they also forced four turnovers. And... Initially, that gave me some pause because when you see a team generating that many sacks, that many turnovers in a preseason game, it's a sign that one team is just really that much better than the other. But the gap, everything that we've been told about the parity of this league and the fact that the, the way players have been balanced balanced throughout the league tells me that the gap shouldn't be that big. And now, talking to Tom, he said that the gap... Has more to do. It has more to do with the fact that um, San Diego was just completely unprepared for the type of defense that, or the uh, type of defense that we put out there on the field. They were expecting us to come out in a four-three as the base base formation. We came out in the three-four, and it caused a heck of a lot of problems for them. And they made some second half adjustments, which is why in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, San Diego was able to put on a, I think it was twenty-two points. Um, well. We were at this point, you know, already in a comfortable lead and playing with uh, without having to worry so much about the score. It shows that there wasn't as big of a gap when the when the defense was able to the or the opposing offense was able to make adjustments. But it still shows that we were able to keep to come out with a win and really close out that game. I think that's really impressive. I looked at those numbers too, and it was a little like, wow. But Tom and everything that we've heard coming out of training camp said that the defense is just unbelievable on our team. Yeah, it was one of the things he said. To, he said tonight is that the the defense is exceptional. The uh, offense is going to surprise some people, but it's and that's that's a good thing as well. But the fact that we have a dominant defense is mm-hmm. a really good sign because. Defense is ultimately what's going to win you a championship in this league. 
because just about everybody's got a good quarterback. They've got they've got some solid skill positions. That's one thing that, in general, the cast-offs of the NFL, which is ultimately what this league is, um, not in a negative way, but the guys that, for whatever reason, couldn't quite couldn't quite make it, whether that's because of an injury or they just didn't get their chance, they weren't on film. The league is lousy in in a good way. Uh, is lousy with skill position players. So when you have a, a front seven that really stands out, that's a sign that, you know, I don't know if that's the, the SEC influence because we've got a lot of Florida players, a lot that of Florida players. That could State have players. something to do with it. The SEC is really, really good. And especially lately, Florida and Florida State have had really solid defenses, so we're getting the advantage of those. You know, one of the uh, it's just one of those things that it could be just good timing. I don't know if we'll always have the that sort of dominant defense, but at least the way that this team is constructed, we've got a dominant defense, and that's a great thing to hear. That is a very good thing to hear. I'm really excited about Saturday. The other thing uh, we want to point out is uh, just how fast this team is. Um, It's something that I noticed when uh, we went to the uh, minicamp. And everyone everyone knows about Marvin Bracey and the fact that he was an Olympian. Obviously, he's got speed for days the rest of the team matches that speed. Maybe not quite Olympian speed, but, you know, a player like Ish Hyman, you watch that you watch that film, and it's kind of scary how fast he is compared to the de- defensive backs on the field. And uh, all of our skill position players, uh, Rennell Hall is another one that especially has really stood out. Um, I, I noticed him, especially at the, the main camp, that I was able to see it in person, just how fast these guys are. It's it's really amazing to see, and it's something that is going to make a huge difference. That you know we talk talk a lot about team speed in uh, the SEC. Th- this is guys from all over the place are just incredibly fast, and it's an advantage that we we clearly have over the rest of the league. That's definitely going to be awesome to see. Uh, you know, football is all about being fast and being able to catch the ball. And if the guys can do that, that's going to win championships. Especially now when you've got a creative offensive, offensive mind like uh, Steve Spurrier, that he's going to be able to use that speed advantage. It's something that we've seen. He's, pay, he's paid a lot of attention to what the Chicago Bears are doing with uh, Tariq Cohen, what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing with, with Tyreek Hill, that those kind of plays, those rely so heavily on the individual player's speed and the ability to make to make a one or two step difference because those plays would fail otherwise if it, they didn't have the athletes and I think that we've got the athletes it's going to be really interesting to see how that, how that all pieces together but from seeing the, the way the limited vi- video that we've been able to see from the uh, the scrimmage we've got that team speed and it's it's definitely making a difference yeah it's going to be a really awesome to see it on Saturday, how it plays out against the Legends. And now we're going to go ahead and transition over to after the scrimmage, which was right out a couple days a couple days later. We actually had the roster release, um, roster cutdowns, couple big surprises. There were some pretty big surprises, in my opinion. Uh, we'll save the the best one for last. But the uh, one of the biggest surprises for me, and then talking to Tom again tonight. Uh, he said that it was a surprise for a lot of them was actually wide receiver Brian Timms 
who was one of the most experienced wide receivers on the field for the Apollos, didn't make the cut. Huh. And we're not quite sure why. We haven't heard from the coaches exactly why he didn't make the team, but uh, it was a bit of a surprise. He was a, an outstanding player as far as he was getting a lot of reps. Um, he was becoming a leader on the field. It was, but for whatever reason, he was not, he was let go. Um, and it doesn't seem like he's caught on. I haven't seen a release yet from uh, any of the other teams that he's caught on with them. But um, for us, the even bigger surprise probably was the fact that the Apollos, we, we figured they'd only keep two or three QBs. The question was, which three were they going to keep? And it seemed like we knew that Garrett Gilbert was going to be a lock, just the, the way he'd been playing and the number, number one draft pick. Um, the other lock to me seemed like Stephen Morris. Me too. Uh, he had the most NFL experience of the bunch. He exactly. seemed to be a very good performer. You didn't hear anything negative about him. And he, then he was even praised for his leadership and the fact he that was. he was becoming a leader on the Alliance website. Yeah. And then the next day, and the next day, he got cut. Um, which is not necessarily to say anything bad about Austin Appleby or Kevin Anderson. I'm sure no, they, they, I'm sure that they performed wonderfully at the um, training camp. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the team. It's just really surprising to see a player of Stephen Morris's experience get, get the axe just because even in that, um, we, I said ironically earlier with that, that video with Ish Hyman, um, Morris is the one that makes that throw. Yeah. And it's, he drops a dime. And it was exactly a good throw. Stride, and like, it's, it's exactly the kind of throw that you need to make in the, in the NFL. And it's, so it's clearly that Morris can make those throws. It's mm -hmm. just a surprise that he didn't make the squad. And it is really shocking, kind of shocking, actually. Um, we'll hope with practice coming up this week, you know, uh, we'll be out there looking to see, you know, just what it is that the rest of the quarterbacks have. Um, part of me is thinking that this is ultimately a developmental league. It is. And... Morris being a little, maybe perhaps a little bit more NFL ready. Right. Maybe they decided that he's going to be, for lack of a better word, he's going to be okay. Like, he's going to get his shot somewhere. Oh, I didn't think about it that but way. That's, the, this is the, that's kind of the one way I'm thinking about this, is that, um, like, we know Garrett Gilbert's going to get his shot again because he, he just did with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and he performed really well. That's something we missed in the break. He he played well with the Panthers. It's just he was outplayed by um, their number three guy. So that's why the Panthers ended up letting him go. Good for us. Unfortunate for Gilbert or for Garrett Gilbert, but good for the Apollos fans. And he, Garrett's going to get his shot again. I I almost get the sense that Morris he's he's going to be on he's going to be on film. I'm sure he's got a copy of the game film for for the scrimmage, he, showing that he can make those throws. I think he'll get another shot. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the NFL, I won't, he could I very won't, easily. That wouldn't surprise me, and maybe that's why we haven't seen much. Why he didn't make the squad. That being said, there weren't too many other surprises. The rest of the roster ended up playing out about what we expected it to. Uh, it's nice to see a lot of UCF players on this roster. There were yes, five that total, is very good, including Rennell Hall and Chris Martin, uh, two guys that have been very, very present throughout this process of joining the team signing with the Alliance and throughout UCF's big run as the 
the Apollo's uh, staff showed up at UCF games and stuff like that. You could always see, especially Chris Martin was there for, I think, just about every game that the, the Apollos were out there at. So it's nice to see that those guys were rewarded for their commitment to the, te to the team's marketing and all that, and that they backed it up with the play because, you know, there were uh, clearly, like we said with Stephen Morris, they wrote an article about him the next day he was released. Yeah. So beyond surprises, there were a couple disappointments with the roster as far as players that didn't make it, we were just talking about UCF. Uh, Jeff Godfrey was unfortunately left off the final roster, and that's actually because he picked up a big uh, injury. Got a little bit more information on that injury, actually. Turns out it was a, a pretty significant hamstring injury that was going to cost him most of the season anyway. Oh. Which is why he was, play instead of play being placed on the injured reserve list, and that, that's a, by the way, that's a whole, Tom explained it to explained it to me it's super complicated um we're actually going to have him on the next episode to kind of explain the process a little bit but he's on godfrey's on the injured waived list um which means ultimately if he does if he is able to come back to the league um this with this league's calendar season um he would actually have to go through waivers and there's a whole process that's why he can't come back to the he was actually technically released by the Apollos, so that's why we won't see Jeff Godfrey, which is unfortunate because there was a lot, there were a lot of plans for Jeff Godfrey. As yeah, as, he's very versatile. He's a very versatile player. Um, he was listed on the roster as a wide receiver slash quarterback. Um, he can play. He could have played, probably played quarterback for this team and done pretty well. Um, it's just it's disappointing to see that he didn't make the roster. Couple, I know there were some fans that were disappointed with a couple of the other ones, but uh, too many, just too many. We're not going to go through each individual player, but if you want to check out the roster, you can go to ApolloZero.com. We've got a, a page up um, right there up in the header, tw 2019 roster that's got the entire list there for you. Um, Lindsay, were there any specific players that you were excited to see uh, on the roster this year? Uh, Jalen Marshall. And why, why, why are you so excited about Jalen Marshall? Why? Because he's from Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> so the good news about Jalen Marshall, uh, he was actually at the event tonight, um, which was nice. It was good to see that some of the I'm so jealous. Faces. I wanted to meet him. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get, we'll get a chance to, to get you to meet him in a, at some point sooner or later. But uh, Jalen Marshall is established himself as a leader in the wide receiver group. He's got a little bit of NFL experience with the New York Jets. Um, he's played for a national championship team with Ohio State in 20, what was it 2014, I believe it was. Yes. Uh, so it's nice to see him starting to stand out as a, as a leader, and clearly he, de he deserves his spot on the team. So just wanted to give a shout-out to Jalen uh, for really stepping up and doing a good job there. Right. Um, Let's another, do it right, though. Another player that we've heard a lot about is Reggie Northrup. He's an inside linebacker from Florida State. He is he was uh, he made a big play during the uh, scrimmage, uh, stripping the quarterback of uh, the ball at the, like the one yard line. It was recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. It was one of the b biggest plays of the game in the uh, scrimmage. He's uh, turned out to be an absolute beast, and we're really looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, another player that was a bit of a surprise was Akeem Hunt, who. Came into camp. Um, he wasn't even uh, on the roster uh, when we did the uh, mini camp. He came in during camp uh, and has just absolutely exploded as far as being the uh, number one running back for 
the uh, Apollos. It's uh, the running back position is actually one probably that had the most surprises as far as cuts, just because most of the I, I don't think there's a single running back on the roster or on the final roster that was even listed on the team roster in the allocation process. That's which, kind of interesting. Which I, I found very interesting, but it's it's one of the advantages of the tra- the way training camp happened. Training camps opened just as the NFL season was finishing up. Was finishing up. That's true. So guys that got cut last minute, or guys that are were maybe waiting to get healthy for team OTAs and that sort of stuff, saw an opportunity with the alliance to get back on the field, get back on some, get back in some film, uh, and that's the perfect perfect situation for a guy like Akeem Hunt, who with the Kansas City Chiefs just became kind of surplus there with uh, Kareem Hunt's emergence, but then his uh, eventual disappearance. Um, he just he was injured, so he wasn't able to get back on the field. And now that he's healthy, he is able to get back on the field, and it's the Apollo's what the Chiefs lost is the Apollo's gain. That's awesome. That's exactly perfect for him. You know, like this league is going to be so great for people just like him, people that just kind of get lost in the bunch on these big NFL teams. Exactly, and another guy like that is. Uh, Outside linebacker Christian French, uh, he was at the event tonight. I didn't get, get a chance to talk to him. Uh, he was busy talking to fans most of the night. But that is, he is a large man. He, he is uh, a, a <laughs> What do you players, mean large? <laughs> uh, he, he is, he is, he's very tall. Oh. He's, he's well built. He, is, he looks like a football be, player? <laughs> he, he definitely looks like a football player. Uh, there was no mistaking him in the crowd. And it's funny because it was a, there's a magic game on tonight. Um. And a lot of fans were going into the Magic game. You could have easily mistaken him for an NBA player. He's that tall. Oh. So, it it's he's listed at six five, but you know he's he's definitely he towered over the rest of the uh, the guys on the team. And we've got some tall receivers too. So that was that was definitely interesting. Um, he was a guy that, that was picked up late in training camp, and still made the roster because he just he was released by his NFL team. Uh, got it, and he just got his cha- his chance through the uh, through the alliance, and that's, that's exactly awesome. what the this league is all about. And it's a really good story, and hopefully he becomes a, a good star for us. I love that. That's great because you know I'm sure that both of those gentlemen, along with many other men that have been cut from NFL teams, that kind of just got lost in the shuffle of you know great players, and. Uh, it's nice that the Alliance is here for them to uh, have another chance at it. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for, for us. We're going to do another episode before the uh, first game of the season where we actually do a, a breakdown of the Atlanta Legends. Or we're going to do a little bit of research, and we're also hoping to get Tom, Tom Alexander on the podcast. He, we talked to him about it uh, tonight, and we just got to get that scheduled, so... Hopefully we'll have a little bit more ide- an idea of what's going to go on on Saturday night against the Atlanta Legends. We'll have that for you hopefully on Friday. So until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.